Every patch of grass has the potential to become a skyscraper. All it needs is to be put under construction. Welcome back to another episode of Under Construction USA. If you don't know me, I go by the name Tuso Mutsumani. And thank you for tuning in. And if it's your first time being on here, please click on that subscription button. Please like and please click on that notification button so that every time we drop an episode, you are notified. So today I have a special guest, very, very special guest who goes by the name Ujaimi. Jamie, <laughs> I just wanted to greet you guys. Jamie, how are you doing? I mean, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. It's been a minute, eh? It's been a minute. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah okay. but it's been a minute since we, we, yeah. we've touched base and spoken, man. But I think this is the perfect time, you know. Uh, I know everything works in perfect timing. I think this one, I, for me, it's perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, if, if, if again, it's your first time and you don't know what we're about, we are a platform that profiles the journeys of young people who are on the camera. And as well as we speak to people who have been in their industries for a long time for information sake, so that we can be informed and know what to do when we get into, into those industries. So as you heard today, we have Jamie. And Jamie, I'm gonna ask you to introduce yourself, your name, where you from, and maybe what you were about as well. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, it's not a it's not a lie, but Jamie is not my first name. <laughs> it's it's a name I, I picked up from the streets, and it kind of became my name. My first name, my name is Lefit, right? I come from the southwestern townships, most famously known as Soweto. And I am an artist. That's what you call it, right? So I, I do a different type of type of disciplines in arts. I'm a music producer, I'm a songwriter, I'm an actor, and now a model, <laughs> which is like a thing to call your friend. Like guys, I'm a model. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's that's yeah, that sums it up. So Jamie, um how was it growing since you say you're from the southern western township, which is Soweto? How was it growing, uh, growing up in Soweto? Tell me about Soweto. Tell me a bit about even your home and how was it looking when you were young? Were you a crazy family? Were you the family that was always late? What was happening? Okay, I, I have a, I, I've, I've had a very, I've had a cauldron of a family, like a pot of a family where there's so many flavors. And as a kid, you end up picking up everything. Like, I think maybe that's that's where the music thing came in because and or grandma and brother, they never listen to the same type of music. So you, you kind of pick stuff like that. So I grew up in Soweto, but also, I was not raised in Soweto. So the trick being, I went to Model C. I was part of those Model C slash private school kids. So growing up in Soweto was kind of different for me because you'd have to go to school, learn English, right? And not speak any Benak and then get home and try to speak English. And then the first day they'd be like, no, why are you speaking English in front of us? But you're like, no, you guys took me there to just speak English. 
So growing up in Soweto was like kind of cool because I was born in a port of things. So I had to learn English at school, come back home and had to dumb it down and learn Soweto because Soweto is a very multicultural place where your friend, it's chances are your friend is not of the same culture or ethnicity that you are. You find out that your friend is a mixed race where he's Kalak and Zoo. You're like, what? What is happening? So I think it growing up in so which was, was really interesting because I was I was born at a time of transition in the country where South Africa was on the come up to the entire world. And I was one of the few fortunate younger people to get an opportunity to to learn or to be immersed in a different uh, society more than where I'm growing up. So growing up, I grew up in the burbs. I sleep in Soweto. And then there's a whole kind of cauldron of things that you have to learn. You have to learn the, the mannerisms. You have to learn the culture. You kind of, you, you basically, even if it sounds like a funny joke, you basically learn how to be for people while you're still young, because that means you always have to learn a new language. You always need to understand. Like even the culture in a taxi is different to the culture at home. That's how weird this is. If you have to go to school in a taxi, in a taxi you must learn Zulu. There's no, eh, five, no, there's no that. You learning a new culture, a new language, and there's no English in taxi, that's something else. So. I think growing up in so it was kind of cool because I, I I got an opportunity to be outside of Soweto while growing up in Soweto. So I had to learn a lot of mannerisms. I had to learn how to be a different person and the same person. Like being just Jamie or let's say it's it's not one person, but it's it's a big part of so many different flavors that make this one person. Yo, I'm going to touch on many points there, and yo, there's so much you can go into with just <laughs> what you spoke, you spoke about, because there are some of the things I'm really, really interested in, in terms of things like the balance between being in a Model C school, probably where it's a predominantly white people, uh, where it's predominantly white people, where it's like there's racism and stuff like that, having to deal with it and coming back home and you're not fitting in, you know, because I think yeah. you remind me of a story of Nkanta Lux, because Nkanta Lux had, had that thing that you are not classy enough and you are not white enough and wealthy enough to belong. And you become that kid that, that doesn't know and you can end up easily uh, being confused and thinking and being insecure and thinking, I don't belong anywhere. But yeah, that's an interesting part. But I want to ask you about your music, man, uh, because mm. for me, the first time I was introduced to Uche was at camp in 2012. I remember you sang uh, Malibongo by We Will Worship. And I was like, damn, that was the first time I heard that song. And, I, and we were not friends, and I didn't even speak to you. I later spoke to you, I think, about four years later, which is in 2015, 16, when we mm. went to Cape Town. Because here, Cape I think, Town. yeah, the camp in 2012, we were in the Eastern Cape. And I remember admiring you from a, a distance, from afar. It's no coincidence that I'm with you here because I'm that person. When I admire someone, I gravitate towards them, right? <laughs> so when did you when did you decide 
you know what, I'm going to pick up the mic. Why does it start with singing? When did you decide who encouraged you to, to go into singing, maybe slash as well, because singing has to do with songwriting as well. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my, my journey is seriously laced with that whole culture. Yeah, where I took the risk. For me, this was a risk. Oh, actually not for everyone. It's like, no, you must be a doctor. You are smart enough. You must be a lawyer. It was a risk of saying, can I be the best at something that I love? See, so I think uh, the decision was made earlier on when I was a kid, but it wasn't conscious. It wasn't conscious. I didn't really take it seriously until after high school, I think, because I had a gap year. And then after the gap year, I was like, okay, let me, let me do this music thing. But around then, I think at church, there were a couple of people at church. Uh, you, 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 You've been around the church circles. I think it, it was it was being in a group of highly excellent and artistic people that made me wait go like what what <laughs> it means you can do this. Around that time, there was a portfolio called aesthetics at church, and that's that's one of those few portfolios that are pretty obscure too the general consensus to the general people, but it's basically people that make things look good or people that give us a production. In, in, in honest sense, they were more a production team. I think it's the people within that aesthetics team that made me want to do the music, which is weird because music and aesthetics is like two different things. But I think it's, it's, seeing, it's seeing the excellence of production. And not only in any way, but seeing excellence in God's, in God's realm, in God's things, which is quite, I'm sorry to say, but it's quite rare. It's one of those rare things to see because I don't know if it's a believer thing or if it's a human thing where we think when we do things for God, we need to half clutch or half-heartedly do them, right? So seeing people do it at that level in church, you're like, yo, 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 yo. You go crazy, like, yo, 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 yo. And around that time, youth was, had very dynamic services. So this week, you'd have, like, a, a campfire theme. Next week, you'd have, like, a, an active theme. The other week, it's a fashion show. And it's three weeks where this aesthetic team is, like, it's going ham. It's going all three weeks. Like, yay, yay. So I think, the music thing was was kicked in by an aesthetic or production team that that showed me the excellence of God, and I was like, okay, cool. What can I do for God that I, I can at least offer without needing external things? And I noticed it's the music. I noticed, hey guys, what I can sing, or maybe I can sing. I don't know. It was one of those, and them doing it excellently pushed me to always try to do things excellent. To always try to say, all right guys, no half clutching, let's do it. If 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 
if I fail, I fail within it. Like I failed doing it, but I don't fail because I didn't give enough. So it, I think that all started at church, weird enough, by watching aesthetics. <laughs> Which is like, uh, falls apart. It's really yeah, odd, um, but it's another way yeah, to man. Yeah, I, I can I can relate with 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 that because I guess because we went to the same church. I think for me, what attracted me to God, Jesus, and church was the excellence in which you guys operated in, you know, and the 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 dynamism. This week is this, that week is this. You know, you know how camp is the energy, things like that. And I and as you're speaking, you know, you're taking me back to when where it all started for me, you know, and I wouldn't even be here starting this podcast had I not seen like such things. So I can relate to your story because my story and your story is similar. It also starts at youth. It also started starts at church and being inspired by people like you. But I want to go and ask you, because you're speaking about excellence, how excellence, I mean, how important is it for, 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 for an individual to operate in excellence in everything they do? And specifically, maybe in the industries that you are in, which is the entertainment industry. Okay. Uh, there's a saying that, that a friend of mine likes to say. He says, you are only as good as your last job. And that's, that's, that's like a, it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, it's weird because if your last job was bad, you need to kind of figure out how to be good in your next job or to be better. To, at, at best, to be the best, right? If you did the best in your last job, you still need to do <laughs> the better. So in, in, in this world of mine or this tricky trickery industry of mine it's 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 crazy because your last job is kind of a cv or kind of a, a resume for your next job right and that means you can't drop the ball like they would say in basketball tip you can't drop the ball that means if you can even if it means you taking a step back and saying i'm not going to do that job because i'm not going to do it well let me give someone else to do that job so that I can do what I do really well. So it, it's tricky because your last job is what's going to give you this job and maybe 10,000 10, other jobs after that because you can only be as good as your last job. I think the excellency is, is, is reiterated in that, in that your next job depends on today. How you do well now depends on is dependent on what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, we know yesterday you kind of floundered, but you can do better today so that whatever comes next isn't floundered by what you lost in the past. I think that's 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 kind of the gist of the industry. And it's it's happened to many people. It's happened a lot of times where it's possible to drop the ball. It's 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 one of the easiest things ever to drop the ball, to miss the mark, like they would say. It's, it's mm. one of the easiest things ever. But I think it's, it's also like a mental game and a faith game, right? Because you need to wake up every day. Say, if, if you need that confidence, you say to yourself, I'm confident. I'm sure of what I'm doing. 
and I'm gonna do this at the very best. And guess what? I'm the very best of what I do. And it's an everyday game, right? For me, I I I I, I kind of use a unfair advantage because I always try to put God in my corner. Like God, I know I these people are too good. And if not, <laughs> please carry me there. Like I'm not hundred percent, I know. I think I'm like Omar, 62. So I need 38. Bring that 38 so that I get there with 100. So half of the time, I use unfair advantage. I, I, I'm one of the few people that I can definitely say that most of the things I do without God, I I am the need. Without God, I doubt I'd be able to do half of the stuff I do. Um, and I like what you what you said that uh, uh, your your to what you do today. Mm. Uh, what, what you do today is de- what tomorrow is dependent on what you do today. And I think mm. I, I really is, I think I really I'm really taking that away from from what you just said now. And I want to ask you a question about you speak about sometimes you drop the ball, you know, mm. and. What can one do after dropping the ball? How do you recover? Maybe your methods, how do you recover from a setback after dropping the ball? And you know it's on you that maybe they didn't get the job or in this in whatever production you were part of, like you failed the team. How do you recover from that? What are the uh, mechanisms you use? Okay, I I have a I have a kind of a better way of of rebooting or I always try to reassess and try not to be as unbiased as possible because that's that's the other side to the story. That's the other side to us as humans that we are biased no matter. Like if I ask you, Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates, your answer is based on a bias of what you've experienced from a Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates perspective. So I try to remove myself from the actual job or the actual task and try to reassess. That's why, right? Uh, I, I always have, there's always a reason to reassess, to check how can I do better? How can I better myself? Sometimes it's also seeking external help. If you, if you see that you can't reattach yourself from the project, then get external help. Think, we live in a in a very how can I put it in a very open source world. Yeah, that it's easy for me to call Tuso up and be like Tuso fun. I know you're not this guy. I know you'll do this. Please listen to this. What do you think of it? And so please watch this. What do you think of this? Please check this. What do you think of? It? We live in a world that's open source enough that even people that are not practitioners can have some sort of, some form of little critique, just a, a bit critique where they can see which you know, It may feel like someone jumping off the roof and then the cake fell off. You're like, oh, okay, that's a good feeling. So that's one of the processes I try to reassess. That's why, right? Two, I take time out. I'm a, I'm a, Impressive, Eru Houdini. 
if it means I have to remove myself from a situation, I do that wonderfully. You'd be so amazed this guy was here on this podcast and then disappeared. You're like, ah, let out. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a great Houdini because I know how to remove myself from a situation as, as good as possible. Sometimes you make mistakes, but you also need to learn how to remove yourself and say, yo, I messed up there. I need to remove that so that someone can fix that. So it's also that. And then the third or the weirdest thing ever, therapeutically, oh yeah, for therapy, I listen to a lot of music and watch sermons, documentaries, and anime. I know it's a weird combo, but it's like, it's one of those super combos. Yeah, that banana call it, girls will call it Deepopai. <laughs> <laughs> Dockies for like new information, get the word as much of the word as possible because at least, not at least, the weird thing about the word, God always lacking or we want to be most right. And it, it's just crazy that I can sit here today and complain or say, yo, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm dependable. The first or the second sermon I open today, there will be that's for me. That's gonna help me see how to be more dependent. So or dependable. So that's kind of the, 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 the funny thing that God always finds a way to meet you at your need. Ceremony, you gotta know it's about dating, but then you find out no name man. This sermon is going to teach you about accountability or being a good steward. Yes, the sermon said it's about dating, but there's points of it that, that speak about being a good steward. And that's what you need now to learn, to be a good steward in how you do your work, right? And then, oh yeah, the, the, the music is, is, is just that guy that you can let go. Music has a, has an, what you call it, an elementary way of reaching to your, your inner parts. That's why people that like listening to piano are God, because it it does that. Like yo, 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 I need to get this. Yeah, it needs to like it excites you. It knocks on that excitement. So music has that thing. I think those are the four. Four. I usually take time out. I try to reassess, even if it means getting on Twitter um, inputs and I actually take li like listen to sermons, watch anime, listen to music and check out documentaries because documentaries at least they give me new information about stuff that I did you know that like for example America prints money every day do you know that nope go watch a documentary <laughs> that's something yeah oh, man, James uh, thank you, man. But I hear everything that you've said, powerful, like the points, you know, and I trust that someone really, really is going to benefit from this. But in fact, you spoke about input, please. Ne? When you when you need input, I'm here, I'm here. So that when I hear the song on National TV, I'm like, yeah, I was part of that. I want to break. <laughs> and say, so, yeah, it's my input. I said he must do this. <laughs> I was there. I was there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but on a, on a much lighter note, um, 
for for people who are who are tuning in for the first time or you don't know what this is about like i, I said in the beginning that this is where we meet young people who are on the come up who are doing amazing stuff in various industries and as well we speak to people um who who are in the end who have been in the in, the, in their industries for a long time so this is under construction when we are constructing dreams through our videos you know we are selling inspiration when we we want to inform young people from specifically actually we want to reach people from um disadvantaged background like their background yeah. that you heard jamie speak about southern uh, township or so wait uh, no so we do simple yeah <laughs> simple because <laughs> because the english has to kill me so we are here every Sunday, 5 p.m. on YouTube. Catch us every Sunday, 5 p.m. on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to tell people who will benefit from such. Maybe you know someone that wants to go into the same industry as Jamie. Share the video with them. Tell them about under construction and they will benefit. So, um, Jamie, uh, mm -hmm. I want us to go a bit back to 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 you growing up in this different environment being here in the burbs being in soweto being in the taxi those experiences and it's crazy in that video that you're in you're in the taxi <laughs> so i'm thinking about it as i'm asked I'm about to ask this question um how has that helped you in your life maybe in your career in your everyday life that those experiences how how have they summed up to who jamie is today and how have they helped you in your industry uh, I think one of the biggest things I've, I've gotten from that whole experience is humility, right? It's 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 not easy being humble, <laughs> especially when you're good at your job. It's like, it's really not. Just saying to yourself, come down. It's not about you. It's about the job. It's not easy. And I think the, ma the major lesson has been humility. It's, it's you knowing there's a task at hand, there's a purpose at hand. You are a tool, you are not the task. Like it's, it's, and it's, it's a weird way of seeing things, I know. I know, it's a weird way of seeing. But if, I think the perfect example, if I am a preacher, right, or a pastor, what is bigger than me? is more important. I need to preach to people. I'd rather I preach more than me worry about me or try to bring everything towards me. If I'm a pastor, it's taking care of the flock more. That's more important than all these other fancy things, right? So it's it's kind of the humility of understanding purpose or task at hand. For other people, I know it won't seem like it's really purpose. No, no, no. But the job at hand is as much purpose as it is. If I am hired to be an actor for this ad, selling or conveying this message, that's my purpose for that task. So I think it's the humility to come down or to bring yourself towards yourself. All that experience has taught me, always bring yourself towards yourself and look at the bigger picture. What are you required to do to make this? be as wonderful as possible. Yeah, I think that's 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 the truth. Go into the being the face of chicken licking now. 
<laughs> being 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 shady, the guy that needs uh that, that that's looking for a girlfriend on national TV. Hey, you you are brave. <laughs> like you're looking for a, for a girlfriend in the country. Uh, 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 so I want to ask you, how did you get into that? How how did you decide uh that I wanna go into the I think is it? The, I don't know even what industry you call it. Is it ed space? Are you modeling? Uh, yeah, are you it's team? It's in the ad space. Uh, but actually, Chicken Licken approached me. <laughs> Weird enough, Chicken Licken approached me, and they were like, "Okay, cool. Let's let's see this. We have an idea. And would you be gay?" I'm like, "Ish guy, I ish guy." <laughs> so I actually had to audition Nyana for this with a with a couple of months. And this, mind you, I'm not an actual actor. That was my first acting gig. That ad. What you see on TV is my first attempt at acting. My first attempt. So I think it's chicken licking approaching me. They say you have an idea. Would you be gay? And please do this audition and that. And they had to kind of sift through a couple of people before they got to me. Luckily, they, they liked me. <laughs> and luckily, the country likes me. Luckily. <laughs> 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 it's one of those where you ask me, this is God. This is just God. Oh. And yeah, the decision basically, look, it's, it's a beautiful story. To me, it's, it's a narrative. It's a beautiful story where one guy could go out and open his heart to the entire country. Because also the funny thing is that South Africa is known as a very open, gracious uh, country. Like a lot of people from foreign countries when they come to South Africa, they like, yo, the people that are so warm and whatever, so for me, it was also like, yeah, guys, what's, what's the greatest and the most romantic thing a guy would do for a girl? And that's actually going on live TV and saying, I'm looking for you to be my girlfriend uh, slash love of my life. So it's, it's, it's doing that. It's, it's quite a huge, it's a story to tell as, as much as we might have to shy away it's done in a quite an extravagant way. It's also a story to tell that hey, Jolo, what without her? That's what they say. Is <laughs> the Savaweli is the right or die <laughs> and the DFs. But it's a it's a story. It, for me, it's also like a major love story. The ultimate romantic. It's that big thing a guy could do. Stand on top of the roof and say, I love you, Tandiwe. Yes, you, Tandiwe. So it's it's one of those. Uh, my transitioning into it is another opportunity to fulfill a purpose, another opportunity to tell a story. And the fortunate thing is that this is my story to tell. And I'm telling this story in my way. Wow, <laughs> it's funny. I look at it because 
we used to be on the phone and you'll be giving me advice on relationship. And I'm like, this is the same guy that has given me advice. Nice looking for, <laughs> for a lady on national TV. No, like, no, I, no. no wonder look, I'm the still honest, Look, the honest, <laughs> the honest truth is love is complicated. That's the honest truth. No one, like, no one really has the final copy. We all have the brief copy for now. For now, I understand this is love. Six years later, it got jaded, or things turn around. And then I'm like, now I need to restart. But for me, the funny thing, I think the honest truth, everyone, yeah, everyone makes that one joke and they say to me, you are the last person who should be singing. How come? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I wish, 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 yeah. Ah. Ah. That's, that's funny, man. Uh, as we wrap up, as we, as we go towards the end, because I really, really need to go, unfortunately, and I'm sorry. I want to know what drives, briefly, what drives Jamie? What drives Jamie? Okay. One million US dollars. <laughs> that's all. That's my number. That's my number. Like it's not really the bad, but it's it's people like to call it financial freedom, but it's a goal. It's for me that's the goal. If I have one million US dollars, then I I honestly don't think there's anything else to think about. I've got a lot of money, and for most people they call it the money, too much money, but it's it's like okay, sharp. It's that money where I can say, I okay, sure, I said, make safe back then, come back. So it's, yeah, that's my I like, I like it short and honest. And a lot of people are, are not really honest. They'll say, ah, this, this, but you said, I'm paid. I mean, I want the million dollars, and it's because I want financial freedom. And, and, and finances give you options, and you get to own your time, and you, you get to relax, and you get to fulfill your papers. And I know, because I know you, I know you want to concentrate on other stuff where you get to maybe be able to serve God, maybe able to 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 like have free time and do music on your own terms, man, and not have to work for money. But you know, no work yeah. knowing that ah, I have money. And it's funny because I was listening to, to uh, Doctor Doctor Kani, I forgot his name, mm-hmm. on on podcast and chilling. Was speaking about this about that that now that he has money, he he can mm-hmm. be free. To express himself and be free he's not a starving artist to eat he doesn't do things for money now he does it for the love of the art and before you go uh we have this feature on under construction essay i love it so much and you are a singer i know you're gonna kill this one i know if you were to describe <laughs> if you had described life, uh, your life right now using a song which song would it be and please sing it for us Yo. My life right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yo, wait, 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 wait. Okay, it goes. Uh, but it's actually, the weird thing, it's not even a song I sing. It's a song I rap. <laughs> it's fine, rap. It's fine, right? Uh, the song says, 
wait, also hard. Y'all niggas wanna find me. That ish cray, that ish cray. Also hard. Y'all niggas wanna find me. That ish cray, <laughs> that ish cray. Niggas in Paris. Yeah, that's me right now. I'm there. I'm I'm a nigger in Paris right now. <laughs> that's all I'm worried about. As we are about to leave, mm. another call just came in. As we are about to leave, what does the future hold for you? Bravely, I need to really go now. What does the future? <clears throat> Definitely making that one. Uh, okay, I think on a more practical space. Uh, the music, yeah, people are now going to finally hear the music that's been being cooked all along. It's going to be pretty weird. And maybe, maybe, most likely, uh, try to explore this whole acting thing and see if it's a, if it's a real thing. If I'm that good. I'm a guy. You're singing every single time you see me. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, thank you very much. And unfortunately, we have to cut it off here. We have to go. Thank you for okay. gracing us. And I think we, we, we one day we'll sit down and have a proper conversation with cameras and lights and everything nice. And you'll be fine. That time will be one of the biggest in the country and in Africa and going into the world. Yeah, in the, the country. Yeah. Like <laughs> We're going to the world now. The world is waiting <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for coming man i'm really really happy for you seeing you on the air i was in Japan the other day and i was like this is jamie like he was so shocked and i was like yeah man you know him yes you know you know him yeah that's your boy so it was, it was, it was funny to watch Japan just react like that and i think it was last week when he was home so man thank you for coming around and for those who, agree, who, who, who over of you who are watching, thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. We are here every Sunday, 5 p.m. I'm your host, Tuso Mutsumani, and I'm out.